0: We also talked about Kevna,
1: Kepna. b Kevna, Dipser fair. Dipser fair. fair. Welcome, guys, to podcast number six. I'm Mike. This is Massey. Numero who is, seis. Who is uh, in the house. Woo! He's ready to go. He's had his coffee. It's game time. Uh, unofficial sponsorship by Unkin Onuts. Um, <laughs> 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 but if they paid us, we'll add the D's the on the name. So. The Precious.
0: So, Massey, how What's are you doing? Up? Man, man? Doing great. So, just got through another fast week, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Flies. Yeah, we went through uh, the last one. We had a really good podcast, but we're getting yeah. really good feedback, guys. Thank you so much. We had, I think I looked in the analytics, we gained another 20 followers on on YouTube. It's cool. been pretty amazing to see the channel grow piece by piece yeah. and stuff like that. So it's thanks to you guys. Thanks to all your prayers. But we're hopefully hitting a lot of the issues that you guys want to hear about, but I'll, you know, obviously hitting them scripturally and with reason and just common sense, right? Yeah. A lot of it is just common sense. So that's what we hope to get across more and more and more through these Podcast, <laughs> podcast.
1: Oh, guys, we're on iTunes too. Wow. Are we official, here. Oh, we got the almost.
0: Oh, oh okay. now we have to go through the. So we have to go through Apple tyrants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's okay. YouTube tyrants haven't shut us down yet. Yeah, well, we're not expecting that either. In Jesus' yeah. name, so. Yeah, and you never know. So, guys, we need your support because of that. Stuff. More and more and more. Um, you never know when. Something might get shut down. Something might get strikes just because of the topics that we're talking about. Uh, There's channels that have been shut down for a lot less. So um, let us know where you're finding us. Let us know what you're getting from us. Guys, Um, comment. Come on. Add us. Say hi. Say you suck. I really don't care. That's right. I'd, I'd rather. We just have want something. to know that you care. <laughs> yeah. Enough to not care. Yeah. Show me you hate me. That's right. At least I know you care. Exactly. About not caring. <laughs> about not caring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, all right. Today. Well, um, wait, wait. We got housekeeping stuff oh, man. Oh, that's right. Housekeeping. I forgot. I'm sorry. I did not clean the house. Nope. So, housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> we have our YouTube channel, which hopefully you're watching this on. Uh, we also have our, hopefully, iTunes we have very soon our patreon this is a big one so i know a lot of people don't know a whole lot about patreon so i'm going to give you some information just in case you haven't gotten on the wagon yet cuz you haven't yeah cuz you haven't and i can tell that's right <laughs> it's very easy to we're tell we're not like condemning you or anything but but um god but. loves people who are givers but <laughs> wink wink um, patreon.com slash self-evident ministries. You'll be able to see the link on the screen below and in the description. Uh, guys, this is really the place that you can do donations for the podcast. You can sign up for full video, right? You're only getting shortened videos on YouTube because the hope is that you'll go to Patreon. Um, so sign up for Patreon. Even if you just want to do $5, that's fine. You'll still get full access to all the content. And that way, um, we can have a bigger dialogue. Uh, Massey, any thoughts about it? Anything you want to add? No,
0: I think, too, uh, it just doesn't go to support that. You guys are literally helping us spread the message that I can't continuously do as often as I want to. I mean, I used to travel seven to ten days a month. I can't do that anymore. But you know what? This is a great medium for us to get these issues off our chest and really hit certain things. And, you know, there's a lot of issues that we cover out in the public. And without your support, I can't even do that. So here's just another avenue for us to do it. And uh, we really want to thank you for everything that you guys have done and supported and shared and, yeah, and liked and commented and all these things. And that's great. We just want that to keep going and growing. You share it with your liberal friends. Share it with God haters. I don't care. That's the whole point. The point is we want all men to come to Christ or to have at least the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So let, them decision, uh, let the decision be theirs. I said this the other night preaching. where the Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's a scripture so often used, but I think we misinterpret it. We think that like by having a 200,000, you know, soul revival type thing, that's what that, no, it's actually talking about that. Not all will serve the Lord. The Bible even says few there be that find the straight gate, but they will respect the name of the Lord. And that's what this is about. Like at least if they don't choose him, they've thought out the, they've thought out the reasons not to choose him. Not because of our, uh, lack of identity, not because of our stupidity, not because of our blown witness, but because they just don't want
1: him. Yeah,
0: And let that be the cause because God wants them. Yep. Jesus loves them.
1: You know? Yeah. And there's no better way than to have discussion and dialogue. And we, like we talk about week in, week out. We want to get into people's worlds. Right. We want yeah, to be exactly. able to give them Christ in their worlds. That's right. We can't do that if we can't talk to them. Exactly. And we can't do that if we can't open a door of dialogue. Right. And I I think people are really hungering for dialogue these days. At least a large group is. And there's, there's obviously a very large vocal group that does not want dialogue. Right. But... There's a large group that's going, we can't keep shouting and yelling at each other. Right. We've, we've got to sit down and, and really discuss this stuff. we got to get back to civility.
0: And I'm proud of those yeah. people, man. Like, they do want to sit down and learn what I'm saying, what you're saying. I want to learn what they're saying, yeah. right? I, I do agree with a lot of the conservative talkers today that it's not just Scripture that we use to justify our position, man. We use reason. Scripture just gives me more of a moral authority to walk in. You may not agree with it, but this is where I get my this is where I base morality off of, right? So it's not just a morality that I think is right, right? It's something that's greater than us. So our rights are God given, right? Why can't we base that morality then the way the founders explain it on that very premise? Exactly, right? So to them, God was existent because it's a declaration that says we hold these truths to be self evident, right? Truth, all men are created. Just forget the rest for a minute. I'm going to create it. So the debate wasn't that God didn't exist. That wasn't even close. The debate was God existed, but who has the authority over man, God or man? And so the rest of the declaration talks about a king destroying God's rights that he gives to us. You know, so if that's the truth, then shouldn't we seek the God who gave us those rights and have that morality to keep those rights? That's the whole premise of the show. Mm -hmm. So we'll bring reason and natural reason to all of these topics, gender identity, gender roles, uh, the way government's being run today, education, we'll talk about immigration, we'll talk about all these things, right? But at the end of it all, we want you to know that the basis of that all is scripture, right? And and we, we always want it to be the, the authorities in God for us, right? But he also gave us a brain. He yeah. gave us a brain. Yeah. Use the thing. You know what I mean? And he
1: created the world around us. So, and, it's, and it's naive
0: yeah. only to point to this as your authority. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It doesn't win arguments. It doesn't. There, there's no atheist that goes, oh, okay, yeah, if the Bible says that, then okay, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. They don't have that authority. Yeah. No, that you authority know? isn't over them. So what we have to do is we have to create that connection. We have to go out into the world because if God created the world, God created That's truth right. and reason, That's right. then there's there's every reason to believe that when we go out there, we'll find the markers of God. That's right. We'll we'll find the the creation that he's made and the little hints and the treasures that have been buried deep, we can Amen. pull them out.
0: Amen. Know? And hopefully through creation, even it says in Romans, right? Creation itself shows us that there's a God, there's a design, yeah. right? We want you to see that, right? And not be so closed-minded. Most people think Christians are closed-minded. Have you met all of us? <laughs> I'm not, man. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. look, you know, <laughs> I'm not a closed-minded dude, you know and, what I mean? Like and 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 I just want to finish this point because I really want you to to keep talking. Um, I want to say this, too, that it's not enough that Jesus put us on this earth to have dominion over all things, which means we have dominion over all things, which actually means that we have dominion over all things, right, as men. So that means we're supposed to have dominion over all things, government, civics, family, right, because he gave us the authority. (laughs) He gave us that authority to have that dominion. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that consist in life, work, family, government, arts, religion, all these things. Well, what's the, like, what's the moral code of life? Just like our DNA is our code. Yeah. Can't change the DNA. Yeah. Well, what's the
1: moral code of life, right? And, and I don't want passion and conviction to be confused for being closed-minded. I think a lot of times people Mm. do that. Good stuff. Right? So we we look at somebody who has conviction and who has passion, and we go, oh, they're so closed minded Yeah. Well, no, they're just sure of what they know. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're not willing to hear other people out. Right. Right. And you and I may disagree on something and walk away not... Coming to an agreement, but that doesn't mean we're not open minded towards each That's other. Right. We can still sit down and have a discussion.
0: The show is yeah. really a free exchange of ideas and we will have guests on really soon. Yeah. We just what we're trying to do is build a relationship with you guys over time and then you'll understand our hearts. Then you'll understand why we're telling you all this stuff, right? Yeah. So relationships are more important than anything. If I can't I mean I'm not gonna be able to tell you something very hard for you to hear and understand. If I don't know you, you don't know me. We want to develop that, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing is, too, it's, you just said it. Like, I think that there's more to this than just, you know, okay, you're saved. (laughs) Yeah. Then what? You know what I mean? Then what? Doesn't that have that proactive spirit of going out and doing what God commanded me to do, or Christ, like to go heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, all these things, right? There's more than just being saved, right? There's this thing where it's like, I, there's so many poor people out there that we should be helping. There's so many orphan kids that we should be helping. There's so many problems in this world, but there's also so much good that the Christian can do, right? And and that comes from the Lord for us, you know? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying good deeds come from God. I'm saying the Spirit through me does the good deeds. And it's supernatural. So there's times where I'll be doing good deeds and God will some, somehow, like George Mueller, right? He'll go out and help orphan kids, pray his butt off, and God will supernaturally provide for his ministry without even, you know, he, he would do a couple letters a year for support. But God would always provide for that ministry. Happens to us all the time. So I'm doing things that other ministries do or other groups do, right? But I've seen nothing but supernatural in this ministry of what God's done in our lives. And I can tell you story after story, right? Right. So it's supernatural. It doesn't it's not just good works. It's the spirit of God through those works, yeah. and then nobody can deny the witness and the testimony of it. That's why yeah. we talk about
1: it. Exactly. So there you go. And and you know, James says, "Faith without works is dead." Bingo. Right. So if we've got faith, then we we step out and we we do the works that our faith and the Holy Spirit is pushing us to do. Amen. Right. And I think. It's very important for us to just go and do something, and right. that's like we've talked about many times. That's why we wanted to do the podcast was something. That's it's right. Something we can get our thoughts out there. We can hopefully have a discussion with somebody. We can bring people to Christ through reason and knowledge and truth. Right. right? You know, and discussion. And, and dialogue, that's just one avenue. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's just one avenue. Yeah, we got all kinds of things that we do you know, mm-hmm. because we want to go out and read. Yeah,
0: I think yeah. another thing in the last point, I think, is we got to move on, yeah. we're already on this <laughs> for 12 minutes.
1: But um,
0: the other thing, I, and I think you can attest to this, that we just, we, we so love and respect what Christ did for us, yeah. like his bloodshed. You may not believe that, but I do. And if someone died for me to redeem my soul to go help you have a better life in him, and to have redemption in Him, why shouldn't I work my butt off and have convictions and be stern about what I believe? That's my job. That's my duty. Mm-hmm. I respect Christ, and Christ told me to help you. Christ told me to be by your side. If a brother uh, asks you to walk him out, walk with him twain, right? No. If he, if someone uh, asks for your coat, give him you know, give him your cloak also, type of thing, you know. So it goes above and beyond just the works.
1: Yeah,
0: it goes up even above and beyond uh, self righteousness, right? Um it was Jesus that said of the Pharisees, you know, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees. So it's not just being religious either. It's not just doing the right things or going to church and all this. It's way beyond that, right? And if Christ died for me, he went all the way to his cross for me. Why should I hold back from you hmm. for what he did for That's me? Good. That's a respect, man, that I have for Jesus Christ. I may not always like doing it, but it doesn't matter what I like. My my emotions don't get involved in that decision. It's the spirit of the Lord that pushes me and compels me to do it. And even Paul said, I'm a bond servant of Christ. Yeah. I'm, I'm his, man. I'm all his.
1: And I hope that we can serve him the best we can, you know? And one last thing, and then, yeah, we will move on. But uh, love is an action, love's not an emotion. And you really hit me with that of, you know, it doesn't matter how I feel about it. So love's an action, right? It says love your enemy. Well, it's very hard to have happy feelings about your enemy. That's right. But that doesn't mean you stop loving them. That's right. Yeah. You know? That's
0: right. And hopefully they'll be overcome by your love. The Bible says be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with the good. Exactly. So that's the whole that's the whole point of the show. We're hopefully pushing good. Truth is good. You may not like our truth, but you'll understand why we say it. Yeah. You'll understand why we preach it. You'll you'll have the heart of why we do it. You may disagree with us, that's totally fine. But I pray one day we can go out and have a cup of coffee. You know, have some lunch or something like that, because how many you know who doesn't like that? You know, just yeah. sit and talk with you. Like, I don't want to be your enemy, right? I want you to see the light of Christ. Yeah. And what he did. So, anyways, let's move on. Amen. Let's move on. This was good. That so, was a good little
1: intro. Yeah, absolutely. So, um last week we talked a lot about transgenderism. Yeah. And we talked about gender identity.
0: Yes. And and we We also talked about
1: Kievna. Kievna. B- <laughs> Dipster fear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Dipster fear. Deepster
1: fear. <laughs> so, last week we talked about transgenderism a lot. We talked about gender identity. We talked about, about Brett Kievna. <laughs> Kievna. <laughs> <Kibna. laughs> and um, one of the things we were talking about with gender identity in yep. transgenderism was we were talking about the confusion yeah. that's going on in today's yep. society. Um, One of the things that you and I were talking about for this week was instead of going the confusion route now, go the clarity route of gender roles. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) That'd be a cool sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Me. Right? So, like, there's so much talk about gender and gender roles and Mm -hmm. men and women. And a lot of times people think the Bible...
0: Basically says... Anti-woman.
1: ...is anti-woman. Chain the woman up in the kitchen and, you know, leave her barefoot. Barefoot and pregnant. (laughs) barefoot and pregnant.
0: (laughs) And the the irony is most atheists think that. Like, so, you know, it it just objectifies women or subjectifies women. Women are just held low uh, in in low esteem and, you know, all these things. And and basically, it was okay to rape in the Old Testament. All these things, like crazy stuff, you know. And somehow the Bible is anti Woman, it's antiquated and
1: no, no, no. And the f- the funny thing is, Jewish culture was actually one of the more um, gender equal cultures at that time. Um, and when Christ came on the scene, he he completely flipped Jewish culture on its head. Now people, were, oh well, the Spartans, you know, they they were completely equal type idea. Well, yeah, but the Jews and a couple others were really exceptions to the rule. Um, and Judaism, yeah, there were certain rules that people today would see as, oh, these evil patriarchal rules, but we have to remember that we're looking with today's lens. Yep. We've, we've gone 3000, 4000 years now of growth and development. Um, the argument might be that, oh, well, God should be perfect and give the perfect rule then. If your kid is four years old and he tries to touch a stove, do you sit him down and tell him about thermodynamics and the transfer of heat and the speeding up of molecules? <laughs> That's good, dude. That's a great point. I, I imagine you'd like I imagine Bubba going. You're stupid. For
0: those of you don't know, Bubba's my middle he's my middle child.
1: <laughs> but no, you're you're three, four-year-old, you say, No, don't touch that. It's hot. The, the kid doesn't understand anything That's beyond that, right. right? That's so, right. So the Jews were are brand new culture on their own out of of egypt they were yeah exactly and and so you look at the levitical law you look at all these rules and everything it was really set up to teach them how to be their own culture that's right to get the egypt out of them as they got out of egypt
0: you know absolutely yeah and then like old testament like a lot of people say well you know you guys say to eat shellfish you know it says you can't eat shellfish and blah, blah blah and it's like you know I think we should have listened to God on that one, you know, yeah. still like, Honestly, you know, think about it because it's like, okay, yeah, we can rise, kill and eat. That's what Peter said, blah, blah, blah. I had the dream, right? The the veil was you know lifted off, whatever. And he saw the animals and it's like, okay, now we can just go kill and eat things. Okay, cool. And people say, well, Christians don't obey that one today. And it's like, true, true. They don't. They don't obey that old Levitical rule, right? Because it was more like. You know, I have freedom in Christ to do these things. Exactly. But God knew what he was talking about. Dude,
1: yeah. do you know how bad pork is for you? Exactly. And the fact that shellfish and pork both tend to carry a lot of diseases, a lot of problems, that kind of thing. And there's tons of shellfish allergies and... Allergies, are-
0: but... And, and and uh shellfish are very high in cholesterol. Yeah. Uh, it's been proven. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of... uh Uh, uh, things wrong, and also, like, you know, going with another one. You you can't mix fabrics. People would say, like, you can't mix fabrics. You know what? I look at that Levitical order. God hated weakness. Hmm. He didn't want them to be weak and
1: sick. Because if you mix other, like, polyester and cotton, it's weak. Well, and let me ask you this. If you have one fabric that shrinks and one fabric that doesn't, and then you wash them... What happens?
0: Yeah, it looks all cattywampus, yeah. Yeah. And he didn't want his people to be that way. He wanted his people to be healthy and thrive and all these things. And, you know, you look at, again, Levitical order. But it's just like, you know, owning your house. You ever have a realtor? Like, I've seen realtors do it, right? They walk through the house. I haven't owned my own house yet, but I've seen other realtors do it. It's like... Here's the stove, here's the keys to the front door, blah, 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 blah. So they laid down these rules, right? Like, And yep. here's, and here's you know, or when a guy installs a new air conditioner, he starts walking you through the whole process. In your mind, you're like, I know how to run a thermostat, dummy. Yeah. But he's walking you through all these processes, right, of how to do it, right? Yep. Number one, so that you know how to run the thing. Number two, you think he doesn't know that you don't know that? He's, <laughs> or he, he, you don't think he knows that you know that? Like, he does, right? But he's doing it first off to cover his bot, you know, but because, if, if, if something goes wrong, but I, he didn't tell me, right? He didn't know. Yeah. So um, insurance policies. Have you ever read one before? <laughs> Are we mad that they send us all these rules and regulations? But no, we agree to the insurance, right? Uh-huh. You know why? Because of all the crooks and all these things. It's the same thing with the Levitical law. It's the same exact thing. No. Just like having all the owner's manual for your car, Right. There's so many things we don't know that's in the manual that we should be doing with our cars that we don't do, but we don't read it, right? I don't need the stupid manual. I need to hit it and drive, reverse, make sure I'm looking, done. There's more to it than that. Yeah. If you want to have a proper running vehicle, there's way more than just changing your oil every 3,000 miles.
1: Yeah. Look at Levitical law. It tells them to not take a dump in the middle of camp. (laughs) Right? Yeah, it, it, does, does. it does. It says, don't do this in the middle of camp. Go outside. That's right. Because right? people step on it. Uh, yeah. Or kids play in and, it. And we have cultures that still take a dump in the <laughs> middle of city. It's common sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or washing your hands with water. The Bible talks about that. You know, yeah. all these things about hygiene and, yeah. you know, menstrual cycles, all these things, you know I mean? It, there was so much in the old Testament. We just like pull out the few, you know, yeah. and, you know, the, the, the world has a point. I've heard people say you Christians cherry pick scripture, truth, truth. I agree with that. Sometimes Christians have done that, but by justifying yourself or pulling out scripture, you do it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Number one, number two, you don't serve my God. So how do you even know what scripture says? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's hard. You either take it by face value, and you go, okay, what was it going on at that time? How do I understand this? How does it apply to today? Well, you know what? All those rules, for the most part, if we just followed them, you know what I mean, in a lot of ways, yeah, we, we would be a cleaner society, I, th- yeah. I think. You know, I, I would hope to believe that, right? Now, I'm not going to go off and do like, the crazy stuff, you know what I mean, like lepers and all that stuff i'm not going to do that but i just think that because of medical technology and medical advances we don't need to do that
1: we can take them to the hospital we can do all that stuff go ahead yeah and that's that's that stuff was there because they didn't have medical technology so like the stuff where you know somebody's unclean and they they have to keep themselves separated or they have to announce they're unclean this was to prevent the spread of disease
0: It wasn't to cast them
1: out because we hated them. No, it was to prevent the spread of disease. Because if you have a transmittable disease and I'm standing right next to you, boy, that'd be nice. (laughs) Yeah. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) How you doing? It'd be a lot nicer of you to go unclean, unclean. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll step aside and I'll talk to you next week but you'd hope
0: in that same conversation man you got you need food what you need you know what i mean like help them out and that's the spirit that got left behind that's exactly right right so then they start looking at rules and regulations and saying god has so many rules and all these other things there's no way we could have abided by them. all this other stuff and i don't even know if i believe that statement a lot of preachers say that we just couldn't we couldn't keep the law but but they did (laughs) <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't understand that. I mean, I get what they're saying. Like spiritually, you can't yeah. keep the law, all of it, but it's, it's Could not do a lot it, better. <laughs> it's not hard not to lie. Yeah. We just do it. You know what I mean? It's not hard not to kill and hate people, but we do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If we have truly the mind of Christ, we wouldn't do these things. And again, I can hear the world now, like atheists say, but that's impossible to you. But with God, all things are possible. No. Right. Some of the greatest generals, some of the greatest men in history were followers of God. You know what I mean? Faults and all, man, they came to Christ. So, again, for us, that's the authority. No. But back to the gender roles thing.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> adding that through. So we were talking about Leviticus. Sorry, we went off on a tangent, yeah, but it was good. Yeah, We'll we'll connect it back. Yeah, we got, we got this. it. We got this. Um, the, the Levitical law. And then, so people try to use that to discredit the Bible, for sure. which then the next step is they discredit the Bible and say, uh, you know, it's, it's patriarchal. It hates women. It keeps them down. All of this. Um, one of the things we wanted to do was we wanted to talk about how that's not true, how the Bible actually upholds and affirms women straight up in a strong way, straight up. Um, and I had told you there's in Proverbs, there's a section that I actually, I, I want to read this out. Um, I'll just pick out parts because it's kind of long. For um, those of you who don't want to hear scripture, it's a historical document. Just like
0: if I was reading Shakespeare. Yep. Think it's a it historical a document, right? This is written by King Solomon, very famous king, right? This is Proverbs 31. And what woman, a, a, a righteous, virtuous woman. This is all this chapter, Proverbs 31. So
1: context. He He starts out. An excellent wife who can find, for her worth is far above jewels. Stop. Imagine if every dude understood that. If every guy went home and said, you are worth more than jewels. And encouraged their
0: wives to that. That. Because even women today, feminists, we got to get that show. Feminists still, they're like... Well, we're worth more than that. Yep. And your husband should be telling you that. Yep. Your boyfriend should be telling you that. They should be living according to God to tell you that and affirm that in you, not just tell you that.
1: And they're, they're actually arguing for that respect, right? The whole Me Too movement is this idea of you're treating us, yeah, hashtag Me Too. Me Too. too. Um, the, the whole argument is we want to be respected. We don't want to be treated as sexual objects. I agree. I totally agree. I agree.
0: You're worth. Yeah. Can I say something real fast too? It's like, yeah. guys, do you realize how you're reducing these Me Too things and all this stuff? You're reducing them to fads. How quickly hashtags come and go. Remember that thing that Michelle Obama that held up the hashtag Bring Back Our Girls. Whatever happened to that story?
1: Yeah. It's They're fa- or- You're
0: reducing a legitimate argument to a fad or a hashtag, right? Which people quickly forget. Or they see that you're taking it the wrong way and they're like, well, that's just fad. You know, why, why are you even talking about that? You know what I mean? Don't do that. If it's a legit issue, stand for truth on it then. Yeah. Don't just make it a. Don't try to get every celebrity you can because, dude, guess what? Celebrities are people too. There's, there's, they don't hold any more weight than I do. I weigh more than them, but they don't <laughs> hold any more weight than me, right? They don't hold any more weight on this earth. They will die too one day. No. That, you know, it's funny. Every one of us will meet the same fate. We will die. We may die differently, but we will die. And you know what? The same thing that happens to them is the same thing that's going to happen to me. My soul's going to go somewhere, right? And everything that they had on the earth is going to perish one day. And the state will eat it up or whatever. They may leave it to their kids. or kids will probably do something with it or maybe make a business. It won't be theirs anymore. Yeah. They're just people. So what are you looking for? The affirmation of man or a God that loves you?
1: Yeah. My take. Anyways, Amen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that was good. Um, so... Proverbs is talking about a good wife, an excellent wife, right? So immediately the alarm bells go off and people's eyes. Oh, this is going to say that she's submissive and that she doesn't go <laughs> out of the home and yeah. she doesn't talk at all. And I mean, so <laughs> I, I'm going to destroy that. And here's why. Amen. All the Do days it. of her life, she looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. She makes things. She she finds the materials she's she industrious. She's industrious, and we're gonna go farther with that. In and a the flax stuff is just an example. Yeah, that was culture at the
0: time. Yeah, they then didn't have machines. They didn't. They weren't engineers at the time. It's just an example. We
1: we today we could use steel and screws, right? And she, yeah, women make clothing. You know, same mess, yeah. you know. Um, so Some women. It, it talks about you know, she is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. Okay, so she's going out. She's being resourceful and and bringing things back to the home. Good things, quality things, not just she's on her trash. own. She's on her own and independent. Oh she, my gosh! She made it out of the house. Whoa! Without her husband. Oh heavens! Heavens! Clutch the pearls. <laughs> She rises also while it's still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. Okay. So she's, she's the provider for everybody. Okay. I see this as more of an independent. And empowering. Yeah. It's, it's a position of like, I have dominion over you and I'm going to provide what you need.
0: That's big. Yeah. So like my job is to provide for my wife to be able to do all these things as she provides for others. Exactly. It's supplemental.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And here's here's work together. Here's the big thing. She considers a field and buys it from her earnings. She plants a vineyard. She's making she's a property owner. She's making economic decisions. She's in real estate. She is. She's a real estate developer.
0: And making something out of that real estate. Exactly. To give to other people,
1: to sell. A vineyard. Right? What do you do with a vineyard? You grow grapes and then you make wine. Well, you're going to have a bunch of wine. You don't need all of that. So you probably sell it, right? And we go back to, you know, she's working with her hands in delight. Okay. So she's making things so she can sell those. Okay. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the, to the distaff and her hands grasp the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. She stretches out her hands to the needy. She's somebody who, who's industrious, who creates, who makes, and then gives.
0: No. That's what's, you know what's crazy about all that? It's not saying a woman also does or a woman can also do. They're talking about one wife. Yeah. She's a boss. Dude. She's doing all of this. She's a boss. Man, I just...
1: Isn't yeah. it crazy, dude? dude? It like hits you, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, and it makes it, me appreciate my wife. Yeah. Like all the stuff that your wife does through the course of the day. Like yeah. You, it, it, not just your wife. I'm thinking of my wife as well. Like it blows me away, you know?
0: And if she can't be that, are we holding them back as men from not being that? Because we should be able to create the environment to where she can. You nailed every bit of what this is all about. Gender roles. No. You think you're less than? No, 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 no. My job is to foster an environment for you to do that. We should be fostering an environment like that for women to advance in the workforce. Totally true, right? We should be able to do those things for women to prosper and have their own businesses and to be a part of the marketplace and do all these things, right? And I think you made mention before once, and, and I want to tie back into this, no, but how men, th- just it's just a common thing. Men establish societies. It just... Dude, most armies are made up of men. It, it's just how it is, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I can't read people's minds, but there, people already have it in their minds. It's subjective. Like they, it's because it's been this system for a long time. It's a patriarchy, or could it have just been custom? Yeah, we didn't know. Most my most of these young people that grow up today don't even know abortion is still illegal. It's custom to them. It's just known. Yeah. They think it's law. We just now accept it. Right. Maybe this was this way, too. I'm just opening the door here. Yeah. But it's been going on for a long time. Well, maybe men messed it up. We didn't. I mean, I can't pay for that. Right. But the way I was raised was mom stayed at home. Dad went to work. You know what? Family ran just fine. My mom wasn't up in arms about all this stuff. She made the decision herself to stay home, take care of the kids, make sure there was a parent to be at home. Now, most feminists would say, but it was her choice. Yeah. But that wasn't even a question in our household. That wasn't even a question. She was raised to be that kind of woman. And, dude, my mom at 11 years old left her house to work, right? She was independent at 11 years old. She was living at other places, dude, working in Mexico, right? And so they come here for a better life. And you know what we're telling women? You've been oppressed your whole life. My mom doesn't believe that. My mom came here for better opportunity. She's had more opportunity here than ever. The fact that she could go to a factory and work and get a real paycheck not just coins and change because that's what the master gave her, right? That she was working for in a house. She could earn her own scratch. Put on her own hard hat. She used to work at Del Monte in Sleepy M, Minnesota, right? She loved every second of it. She got to go out of the house, be an independent woman, right? My dad loved it too because there was more money coming in, <laughs> right? But she could earn her own scratch. Yeah. She could make a living. She felt proud to do it, right? Dad never dogged her. That's why some of these arguments make no sense to me. It's this patriarchal society. It's like what? What I mean? Have you talked to everybody? Because I can promise you, people in rural counties don't think the way you're thinking. Yeah. I just I don't. Yeah. I'm sorry, in, dude. In
1: the middle of the country,
0: and as much as I travel, I just yeah. don't see it, dude.
1: Yeah. And you look at the middle of the country. You look at the vast majority of people, right? And now, now when we're making these "quote unquote" generalizations, obviously there's always people that will yeah, fall on dude. the outside, of so, course. But for the vast majority, women get to that point where they do want to raise a family. They sure do. And a lot of times, career gets in the way. You know, you use the argument of, oh, well, there's not women CEOs or or a whole lot of women CEOs. There's not a whole lot of women, you know, partners at law firms and all of that. Let me ask you a question. Maybe they're the smart ones. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're looking at 70, 80 hours a week, day in, day out, or week in, week out, and all the stresses of this high-level job, getting phone calls at 3 a.m. from somebody around the world, right? And you either perform or somebody else will. Maybe they look at that and they go, I'd rather raise a family. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have kids. Truth. I'd rather spend time nourishing and raising up my children and my family and providing for them instead of getting yelled at day in, day out by somebody because their order was wrong at, you know, the corporation or at the factory and millions and millions of dollars have been lost now. Yeah. Right. Men are a little bit crazy in wanting that position.
0: And if you really want (laughs) our lifestyle, can I be honest here? Do you know how much ministry, just ministry alone, destroys kids? Yeah. Because their parents, especially their dads, are so stuck in doing the work of the Lord per se. I did it for the first five years. My wife can attest the first five years of of of, of our child's life. My oldest kid, he's ten now. I wasn't home. Yeah. He would never. I, her, she's a witness, He would never run up to me and say, "Daddy." Never. You remember that? It was start until I started working at the welding shop. God put me in a routine of coming home at six every day. And then it just started to happen. I started to be there for my kids. You want my position? You want to be the CEO of a ministry? You want to be the CEO of a company? Like Gary Vee says, bro, you better be be ready to work 80 to 100 hours a week. But he said, you're going to have to sacrifice your family. Mm -hmm. You want to be a CEO? Right? I have never heard a person that runs a company whose kids go away that says, man, I'm sure dang glad that I spent all that time in my business and it doesn't matter about my kids. You know what you always hear? I should have spent more time with my kids. Every player that retires from, from a professional sport, it's time for me to be with my kids. Yeah.
1: That's the number is one reason. Is that what you want? Number one reason people step away from it. Is, is that what you want? Yeah. You want that? And, and we're not saying at totally all that you cool. can't if, if you really want that. But I think... Have you seen it from most, our side? Yeah. And, and when you and I talk, that's one of the biggest fears you and I bring up is... like When we're talking to each Dude. other about how much we work, it's like, I want to be in my kid's life. And, and, dude, and I'm scared that I'm not in my kid's life enough.
0: You know, the scripture, it mm-hmm. says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Right. Mm. God gave me a family. What does it profit me to gain the whole world for Christ and all these other things and lose my family? Mm-hmm. I couldn't be home. As a matter of fact, the Bible condemns it. You, if a man can't keep his own house, yeah, how shall he keep the church of God? In order. That's right. How shall he keep the church of God? Right. Yeah. So see it from our side as well. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm never, matter of fact, do it. My wife runs her own side of the ministry. Matter of fact, she runs the ministry now. It's all yeah. her. She runs the whole thing, sets up all the events, writing her own curriculum on prayer. She's doing it all. She's crazy. She's amazing. But I know this. We can't homeschool yeah. because we decided that this is the course we're taking so the kids go to school, right? But we're not there, you know what I mean, the first eight hours of the day with them. You know what I love now? I was telling them this today. I love dropping my kids off in the morning. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. I never used to do it before because I was so busy,
1: right? Now I love it. I look forward to it now. You even told me you were going to switch a breakfast that you usually have on Friday morning, so you can do that. Yeah, I'd rather be with them because that
0: little morning shot before they go off to school is everything to them. You know what I mean? Afternoon. Sometimes I'm here till 5, you know, whatever. I have to be here at the church because of the band and stuff. See it from my side. Women, just hear me out here. See it from our side. Be as involved as we are and be a mother. Just as a dad, right? Yeah. You take on the stresses and all these other things of that I'm called to do. I am called to do that, right? But if you want to take that on with a family, I can promise you, dude, it's not as glamorous as it looks.
1: No. It's just not. And, and that's, that's one of the ways that we're really going wrong um, with today's direction is the feminist movement has told women... You need a career, at least this stage of the feminist movement. You need a career. You're going to find fulfillment in your career. You do you, Mm -hmm. boo-boo. Yeah. You (laughs) you did that on purpose, didn't you? (laughs) Um, Yes, you do you, boo-boo. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Such a hot mess. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's another one he hates.
1: (sighs) Anyways, so... (laughs) They're told, you need to go to college. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Get your degree. Totally. I mean,
0: Not going to knock do that. You
1: Boo-boo. <laughs> but, but then they're told, you need to get the career. You need to get the position. You need to go farther with your career. Because it validates you. Va- exactly. That's exactly what it falls into is, this is your validation. Your job, your career, who you are in the workplace. And you... You get this large percentage of women that drop out after a certain age because they're like, I'm done with this. I'm I'm ready to have a family. I'm ready to raise kids. I'm so sick of this, right? And so they start knocking back their hours. They start going more part-time. They're not seeking after these high-level positions because they know. They realize it's either work or my family, and I'm not going to sacrifice my family for a job that I never really found the fulfillment that I thought I was going to.
0: That's exactly right. Right. That's right. And that doesn't, again, let's go back to this point, right? So gender roles. That doesn't, what we're saying here isn't demeaning you, right? It's not at all. But I'll say this. Why don't we go with scripture for a minute? Why don't we look at some of the most prime women in the Bible, Yeah. right? To me, I always use this one a lot. The first woman evangelist, the first evangelist of Christ that told of his resurrection was a woman, yeah. Mary, right? And she was the prostitute, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, she was the prostitute that he saved. So that that's considered or It's it's actually widely popular known uh, that the woman that was the prostitute that he said you know go and sin no more was the yeah. one that ended up serving him, right? Yeah. So and and so she was the one that came and said he's risen, he's gone. Angels came and said to me he's he he, he went you know he went to, to be with the Lord basically. And he had to go down to the hell, you know hell he's you know keys of darkness three days whatever he went up and ascended to heaven. So the angels were there and she said it was told to me that he's risen. Who believed her? No. Much like most evangelists today, when you go out and just tell someone, "Hey, Jesus is risen," and they're like, bling,
1: blink, blink, <laughs> "Bling, bling, bling," you
0: know, like, right?
1: Yeah. And one of the beautiful things about that is, so the testimony of a woman in in culture in that day and in, in general culture was it wasn't worth anything. A woman's testimony, witness was not worth anything. So the biblical account. Shows that a woman was the first one to call that Christ had risen. If you're going to write something fake that you want people to believe, and you're writing it for your own time, you're not going to use a woman as the first witness, because a lot of people will go, "Well, it's a woman. We can't trust that. Can't
0: trust that." Right. Also, too, I, I kind of want to go with this um, a little bit. If you notice in Scripture, you had, and if you want to go with Scripture for a minute, like how many how many women were in position with Paul? who actually helped lead. You had Junia. If you read it, you could read about her in uh, Romans 16. If you look at Priscilla um, in Acts 18, she was Paul's traveling companion. Dude, how do you get close to a guy like that, right, and not being part of leadership? You know what I mean? If you look at uh, uh, um, Phoebe, she was a deacon and leader of the church, again, Romans 16, because he's acknowledging these women, right? They held positions, right, in the church. You know why? Because they were willing. So they are willing. All you got to mm-hmm. be is willing and obedient, right? And you'll eat to go to the land. Um, look at Ruth. Look at Esther. Look at all these stories in the word of God, right, that acknowledge women. Dude, Sarah, powerful, powerful story, right? And, and it's just, you look at all these women in the Bible, you just see the main characters like the Davids and all these things. But dude, how many women had to be there upholding David? How many women had to be there upholding Abraham? Upholding yeah. Moses. Right. You never hear much about Miriam, but she was there and she was a boss. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was a boss herself. You know, um, uh, the, the two uh, midwives. I don't know the names offhand. I can't even remember. But there was the two midwives that the, the decree from the king came and said you should uh, kill all the Hebrew children. And they were the first ones that had one of the first stories of civil, civil disobedience. Yeah. We're not going to obey the king. You're crazy. We fear God. Right. <laughs> That's, that's a pretty That's guts. gutsy move, dude, to disobey the king. You crazy? No. So don't say that women somehow are lesser than, right? If that was the case, that's the way I treat my wife. If I truly believe this doctrine. You want to know a book that does teach that, though? You, there's religions out there that teach it. Don't mm-hmm. even need to go into them, yeah. right? But just see them walking once. The burkas and all that crap, right? That doesn't look like freedom to me. I want my wife to look pretty. I want my wife to do all these things. You know why? Because she desires to. I don't like it when she spends all that money on her hair. <laughs> right? I want to buy a new toy, but she needs to <laughs> go do her, get her did, Right? She needs to go get the nails done. She's got to go. All, that's fine. You know, yeah. she looks amazing. She looks gorgeous. And people are like, but see, you're a rare, you're a rare case. I don't believe that. I don't either. I just don't believe that. I can't believe that. I cannot believe the world is as corrupt as you say it is. You know, even people that don't serve Christ do good things. We talked about it the week. Uh, LeBron James. I don't yeah. think his wife's unattractive. Looks like he treats her like a queen. Denzel Washington. Looks like he treats his wife like a queen. Right? You ever see J.J. Watt? His posts about his girlfriend. Looks like he treats her like a queen. She's a, she's gorgeous too. Tom Brady. Look at the way he treats his wife. I don't know if he's Christian or not. Doesn't seem like it. Right? He's, he's spiritual. He married Gisele Bundchen, dude. A supermodel. She's gorgeous. She's empowered. She just wrote a book. I don't want. I can't believe that the world is as corrupt as people say it is, or the media says it is. They're in this bubble, right? They're in this bubble. Most people that have not been traveled or don't do much, right? They have this bubble they live in. They're, They're in this cocoon. I have. I have been blessed by God to travel, right? I don't see what you're saying. Every man of God in my life that I've ever experienced to or shaken hands with highly esteem their wives. Every one of them. Yeah. Every minister, every pastor, every evangelist. And you know why I'm, 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 I'm hot about this? Because I'm so sick and tired of lies that are thrown on people. And then now wives have to question their husbands. Why? Why? Why do you have to question your husband? If his intent was never like that to you, Right. I have yet to see around me in my life. Now, there's stupid people, right? There's stupid people. There's men, that be- be. Yeah, there's men that beat up their wives, right? Throw them in jail, right? You know what? Find me. I remember one time, I don't know if she remembers this, we were outside of Sparta, Wisconsin. I was at a Walmart, and this dude was yelling at her ch- at, his, at his girl. I started w- walking up to him. goes, you better get away from me. I'm like, dude, why don't you yell at me like that? I'll never forget it, I think she was there. We were doing a fundraiser outside of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I started to confront him, and two other men joined me. Guess what stopped? Yeah. You want to go be a prick, dude? Get away from her. She doesn't deserve that. I don't care who you are or what she does. No woman deserves it. None. There's just there's no reason for it, right? You're always going to have an idiot in the bunch. You're always going to have someone who does something wrong. That will never stop. Corruption exists, right? Yeah but you cannot look at a situation saying oh she's a stay at home mom she must be oppressed that's exactly what they're saying that's what they think
1: really well and they're they're casting that on and I don't, I don't. want to just say that it's coastal elites, but that idea does seem to. It's like the come larger cities out from the larger cities. Yeah, the right? larger cities. Which, if you ever if, look at a, a political map, De- Democrats and like the yeah. red and blue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like all red except for the larger cities, and you <laughs> those know <what>? are blue. <laughs> it's the larger
0: cities that determine the whole state's vote.
1: Yeah, hence so the electoral so, college.
0: So, so don't say, exactly. Don't say, we have the majority of the vote. I'm sorry, dude. So people said the last election, oh, Trump beat Hillary. Hillary beat Trump in the in the in the popular vote or whatever. Dude, like it wasn't even like twenty five thirty percent of the country's population that voted.
1: Yeah.
0: In the whole election.
1: Yeah.
0: Hundred million people, I think, voted in total. If I'm not mistaken, but we yeah, around hundred million people. Like that. There's 330 million people in the world who really won, or in the country who won,
1: and not the world, the country. If you went to a purely popular vote, then there would be states that. Why bother even voting? That's right. Yeah. Like Maine. Uh, yeah. Like Vermont. Uh, Wyoming, Massachusetts. Yep. What's the point?
0: The big Why cities bother? are going to win. Yeah.
1: yeah. Big city's going to win anyways. Yeah.
0: Doesn't that seem like more oppression than anything?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: You want to talk about oppression? Yeah. You're oppressing yeah. Their, vo- their voice. Yeah. You don't want to hear them. You got more counties that were red in Minnesota than the big city, and Minnesota was still blue. Still went blue. Michigan. Per and that near, happens a lot. Yeah, per near Every county around them is red. What about their voice? Don't you think you're being oppressive? (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. We're the majority. (laughs) No, I don't believe it. Most people, I think, just want to be left alone. They don't want to hear about this mess, gender this, gender that. They want to go home to their families and their doggy Mm -hmm. and their white picket fence and live their lives. They want to get on their 10-acre ranch like me one day, I hope
1: and just walk away from the world's problems. Yeah. Leave me alone. And, and I think the idea that the, our, our society is just complete patriarchy society where men are just stomping on their wives, um, that idea is getting pushed out from big cities, from colleges, universities, yep. and it's all theory, that they're basically casting this on the middle of the nation. Right. Right? The the flyover states, the the agriculture, the rust belt, all of that like, "Oh, these people are doing that." Yet when you and I go to Texas, we go to Ohio, we go to Missouri, we don't see that. Hmm. We don't see men that are just stomping on their wives. We see men who are uplifting their wives. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of great relationships. Now, are they perfect? No, no relationships of not. perfect. Of course not. But the problem is, these people are creating theories that they haven't really gone out and explored. Is this theory true? <clears throat> they're just painting it, and then they're pushing it forward in their documents, their research papers, their classes, their their newspaper articles, their TV shows, their internet articles, their, their songs. Right? They're pushing this idea out that. This is just such an oppressive society, and men are just stomping on their wives in our society. Straight up. Right? They haven't really found the truth. That's right. They haven't really gone out. Now, are there marriages where men stomp on their wives and are oppressive towards of their wives? Of course. Wife? Yes. We're not denying that. And we don't want that to happen. We hate that. We want, like we just said before, our wives to be empowered. We want them to be strengthened. We want them to be independent. Right? Right? Now, you could come around and then say, oh, well, then you're determining how your wife's going to that be. That's stupid. Right? No matter Semantic. what, it comes yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: <clears throat> I ain't determined in nothing. And I got to say this, dude. I go to Ohio a lot. I went to that state a lot to speak. Yeah. You know who's one of the best constitution teachers in that state is? Ricky Pepin's a woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, stayed, uh, I stayed with a city councilwoman this last tour we did. A woman, right? Yeah. Her husband was a worker. Allows her to go be a part of city council. She's in a position of power, right? As a conservative, right? Uh, all of Ricky Pepin's help for the most part is women. All the constitutional teachers are women, yeah. right? And these women are vying now for seats in high office, dude, right? So if I, it, you can't tell me that men are dominating when it's the women that are taking up the slack that we didn't do as men. Yeah, that's what I see. And you know what they're trying to do? Empower the men. They're empowering the men. Come on, man, wake up. You should be doing this. They all say it. I, 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 I'll, matter of fact, I wish we could, Ricky was here. She would say the same thing. I want the men to do it because they
1: hold that authority in their life. Yeah. But because they're not, she does it. And I, that the authority in your life, I think we need to pull that apart. We need to get further into that because we started talking about gender roles. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 differences. Because the start of the gender identity transgender stuff is the confusion of differences. The The whole claim that well there's no differences, oh well there are differences, but you can bounce between them, or you know, there's all that confusion. So we need to delve into that. Sure, The difference between men and women and why that's okay. I think there's this big fear that Difference is bad. That if I say men tend to have drive and ambition to conquer, right? And I'm not talking about it in a colonialism sense, <laughs> just like yeah. I, I want to conquer a portion of the market in business. Dang right. Right? We want I, our podcast I wanna, I wanna, to kill it. Yeah, we want to conquer. The
0: Which my right my market. wife is the producer of, by the way, just yes. to throw that
1: out there. We see <laughs> equal so, opportunity yeah. employer. Well, the next person will say, well, why don't you have her on the microphone? Because she doesn't want to.
0: <laughs> unless sure. you want it,
1: to. Unless you, you want, want to. <laughs> in case you can't tell, we're both staring at Yeah. <laughs> her, waiting for her I to, mean, to say, give me the mic. This woman thing you're about.
0: Well, can you hop on the mic and do the opinion? Yeah. Let's throw you in it.
2: Okay, so I just wanted to jump on here and say because I think there is some validation that needs to be talked about, about how early on in our country, women didn't really have like it was kind of decided for you, like you were going to stay at home and be the mom. So you didn't really have like a voice of, okay I want to go to college or I want to vote or I want to do this. But what happened is then we take this feminist movement and we swing the pendulum, the complete opposite end of that spectrum and like you have like we have a friend who she openly says i taught my girls you don't need a man you don't need a man and i'm like uh i need a man (laughs) (laughs) i mean like why can't we just walk down the balance of the middle teach our men that they need women in their lives and teach our women that they need men in their lives and walk down the balance and if your woman wants to have a career she can have a career. Figure it out with your family. But it's not because she has to be a feminist. It's because that's what she wants for her life, and that's what you choose for your family. And so this whole pendulum swing, I feel, has, like, destroyed our families. It's destroyed our marriages. It's destroyed Friendships. Mentors, friendships it's destroyed men's role in our, in our society and in our country and in our marriage. And I just feel like it's why can't we just walk down the middle? Like, why can't we just realize we both need each other? You know what I mean? Biblically? not constitutionally, common sense. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much, I don't even know what you, so much. Discord. Yeah, discord. And we often do that. We try to fix a problem by swinging the pendulum the opposite end, and it does the same oppression that it did on this side of the pendulum, if that makes sense.
0: Man. Bam. Yeah, mic drop. That was a mic drop. That's right. So was a, it was a mic drop. And she's right. It was kind of decided in a sense for yeah. you. I mean, in a sense. Um, I think if you look at Abigail Adams, she was content with being a house mom, but she did have her voice in politics. Yeah. Abigail, I mean, she was very much a, a voice, right? But again, at the time, culture was culture. That's just, dude, slaves. It was cultural. That's, you know, it was wrong. It was oppressive unscriptural to the max. You know, there's a lot of punishment that should have been dealt with. And for those of you that say God shouldn't be a God of eternal, uh, eternal punishments. I think there's going to be a lot of slave owners that are going to be very sad Mm -hmm. that, that, uh, you know, and I'm happy they're going to get dealt with by God. I wish that they were saved. Right. But there is that, there's that factor and she's right. And you were going to talk about authority. So why don't we walk
1: on that one? Um, Yeah. I, I like that. She threw in that caveat of hey, there there were times where like women couldn't vote and women couldn't own land and and women were basically property. Like that's that is a frustration. And that's that's a valid frustration. Um but I think she's also right in saying, look, that pendulum swung way over to the other side where little girls are being told now, you don't need a man. You don't need a man. Well, hey, a man is a really good part of a woman's life. And guess what? A woman is a really good part of a man's life, right?
0: The Bible says, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Exactly. Right, a good thing, man. It is a good thing to have a wife. I mean, it's awesome. The adventure I've had with her, like, y'all can see her brain, right? Like, she's amazing. But it's like, just to experience life with her, to go on night walks with her, to just talk with her, to... See her, how she interacts with our kids and, you know, how she takes care of all of us. She thinks about all of us at the same time. And, like, you know, where my mind slips on things, like, I didn't know. Like, sometimes I'll help her with breakfast with the kids in the morning. I'm like, they really like that? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I usually see them for lunch or dinner. You know what I mean? But breakfast time, it's like I've been trying to help, uh, you know, trying to help. And she hates this. She hates when I do this. But I want to keep doing it because... You know, I hope that what I do is the norm in the near future, that we're, we're doing this with our wives. But back to this, no. um, authority. Like, I, I just believe that God had placed this certain mantle on men for this reason, right? Because kids have this... They need a father figure in their life. They need someone who's strong. They need someone who's a worker. They need someone who's... do. God really told Adam, with the sweat of your brow, mm-hmm. Right. You'll till the land. So he told... What's crazy about that, he told Adam first to work, and then after that, you shall basically replenish the earth with your seed. He didn't say go replenish the earth with your seed and then go work. He said to work first, then go replenish the earth with your seed. So, And she said this to me before, um, that I think that men carry such a weight with young men, right? Because we're the ones that like basically... We're just we're doers by nature. If you look at most boys, they're the most like ADD. Like you really mm-hmm. see that a lot with kids. I w- I want to know the statistic of how many young boys are on antidepressants and like downers for ADD and ADHD than women. Oh dude, the difference is huge. Huge, right? Huge. Cuz boys are like we got to do something. We need an outlet. We want to go destroy things. We want to build things. We want to You know what I mean? You ever see a boy with Legos? Hmm. <laughs> He builds, tears down, he yeah. builds, he tears down, he builds. It, it's ingrained in him. Mm-hmm. God taught us that, right? He taught us to do those things. I'm, and she brought this up once about even teaching our kids. Nowhere in Scripture do you see that the women are supposed to be at home teaching the kids about the law of God no. and education. He said men, fathers, teach your sons, the law, right? Yeah. It's the fathers that are supposed to do that, not the women. We have a great responsibility as men. Right. I believe God designed it that way because again, there's just an authority. I, I, and and it's not even a weird thing. Like she knows this, she gets the, she gets the evil eye out. The kids listen. All I have to do is stand there. And I don't know what it is, dude, but the kids like they'll straighten up. There's just an authority. It's an innate authority. Mm -hmm. There's just something about a man that they're just like, Whoa, you know what I mean? They just won't push that line. Right. Mm -hmm. So my, my son got in trouble with the teacher Right, he got yeah. sent to the principal's office. My seven-year-old, right? He starts crying in the principal's office. Why not with her? Because there was a man. Authority. There's a, there's there's this presence about a guy. It's not intimidation. It's an authority.
1: Yeah.
0: Men carry that. If you if you're a man, problem is men use that authority to lord it over women, and that's why you see all the abuse and crap. Mm-hmm. That's
1: not authority. That's cowardice. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's you, you're absolutely right. Because um, you look at this this description of the capable wife in Proverbs that I was reading earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, Nowhere does it talk about how she... How do I want to say it? Um, Completely submits to her husband on everything. Truth. It doesn't say anything like that. No, it's not... And if it did say that, my wife don't read that part of scripture. Now, there is... That's cool. There is the scripture, which I actually... One day I had a girlfriend who said she couldn't agree with the Bible because of the wives submit to your husband's part. But if you notice it's the, the instruction to the men is a lot more than the instruction to the women in that section Hmm. It's a lot more about the man sacrificing himself as Christ sacrificed himself for the bride. And it goes through this whole explanation that is basically like, women submit to your husband's. Right, Because what's one of the biggest um, problems in marriage is when a wife and a husband are both vying for that authority role. Now, let me ask you a question. If you have two captains trying to steer a ship at the same time, you're going to run into issues, right? That's right. You've got to have one captain steering the ship. You have one head on your body got two heads on your body and they both control the legs and the arms, That's right. you're going to have a fight at some point. That's right. Right? So it, it wasn't that that God said, okay, women, I don't like you as much, so men, you're head of the household. Run, yeah, run the house. Right? No, it, it, it's a system. Okay? And I like to say, which I, I wholeheartedly believe, God speaks through the wife to see if the husband's listening. Oh, dude. I straight up agree with that. Right? Straight up. Because a lot of times, we as husbands, we may be guiding the the large-picture direction of the household, but if our wife is sitting there going, I don't feel comfortable with this. I don't think this is right. I don't think we should be doing this. Yep.
0: And any man worth his
1: weight in gold would listen to it. He sits down and he goes, okay, Dude, why, why are you feeling this? Why right? is she feeling that? Yeah. What's well, going on? And there's there's been several big decisions that I've deferred to my wife on because she did that she said i don't think this is right or i don't think we should do this and it was stuff like i really wanted to do but i looked at her okay if she's really feeling this way and i know she's praying about it then i i've got to really accept that and i gotta defer right you know
0: right and i think uh, just to add to that i think too like we, we mistake these scriptures like you know submissive wives be submissive to your husbands but dude just think about that right like it says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it right yeah. so it's like do you really as a husband love your wife the way Christ loves us mm-hmm. do you give her the power to overcome her situations do you do I what I'm saying is do you empower her not give her yeah. anything she hasn't yeah. already? But do you help her? Do you empower her to be the woman of God that she's called to be with her calling in Christ? Because everybody's got a calling. Everybody's got a gifting, which she has. Do you do you um, pray for her? Do you intercede for her the way Christ does for us? Do you do you love her? Do you encourage her? Do you um, shower her? Do you give her gifts Are 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 you uh, waking her up? You know, sometimes, are you giving her rest and peace the way Christ gives us rest and peace, Hmm. right? Do you make sure that your kids are taken care of the way Christ makes sure my kids are taken care of? Christ watches out for my family, dude, right, and my home. Are you the one willing to do and go above and beyond for your wife the way Christ goes above and beyond for you? Hmm. And if you can't answer yes to some of those things, there's probably a big reason why sometimes we have problems in our marriages, because men aren't being that to their wives. And I love when people's like, I've done everything. The fact that you're saying that (laughs) shows you haven't thought about it. That's exactly right. Because I still like ask her still to this day, I'm like, am I doing enough? Am I saying enough? Am I this enough? I had two girls in the office say, they're like, man, you really take on the weight of the world. I never think I'm doing enough. I can't think that way. It keeps me going. It keeps me motivated, right? I'm not saying it's always good. Self con- Self-condemnation is not good. But I want to make sure that I'm always there for her. So the, the fact that she, she would want to submit to that, she would want to willfully submit to, dude, he's, he's awesome. He empowers me. I learned her love languages. That's when my marriage really started to like grow, when I learned her love language. No. She's all about acts of service. She loves that stuff. Doesn't like flowers. She's not that big into flowers and stuff. But when I started doing more around the house, washing the dishes, washing the clothes, making sure to get, getting up early with the kids and trying to do breakfast for them, taking them to school, all these things, helping her at home with a lot of things she needs to do. Just she loves that stuff. Yeah. She loves that stuff. And for her, that's huge. So I learned her love language. Men, have you learned your wife's love language? Have you learned who she is? Have you even thought about it, or is like, nah? She's gonna, she can go home and cook because you know what? Dang it! She wanted that job. She wanted this. She wanted that. It's her fault. She's the one. Have you hmm. empowered her? I hear that a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's just take it to the men for a minute because I don't want to yell at women. It's <laughs> not my objective here, right? Look at the scripture about women should keep silence. In the, in, in, I, Paul said, "I suffer not a woman to teach in the church." Commonly misused scripture. Women should just shut up in the church, men should teach, and she should learn at home. Totally different time. Artemis was a god there. She it was it was a woman, and, and there's a there's a picture of her on my screen here, and, and they, they say it was two things. She has like thousands of breasts on her, or they say it was the, the testicles of bulls, basically. But it looks like breasts from here. And the, the thing was she she was the goddess of basically fertility. She created all things, she created all this. Women really adored that, and it was women were held in that kind of an esteem that women do all things, they create all things. And what Paul was saying in that was he said, because Adam and Eve were the first ones made by God. So he was setting an order and he was saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm just saying, don't teach what you, what you've learned because Adam and Eve, God created. So we mistake this thing for saying women shouldn't have authority. That's crap. Because again, I just, I showed you a couple of examples in Romans 16 and acts where women were in authority. So it's a contradiction. That's not, that's not truth. Right. We got to be careful how men are using scripture, because in this day and age, women are way more educated. I believe than some men are, than a lot of men.
1: Yeah, right. They're smarter. They're just they're they're good at a lot they, of things, right? They graduate at higher rates, from higher college rates than men. Absolutely. And um, there was a time study, which this is random, but I want to throw this in there because a lot of times there's this idea that like women just are completely shunned by the marketplace. Um, there was a time study in the '90s. That showed that women, fresh out of college, um, s- that age range, uh, usually single professionals, women made more than men. They graduate higher rates. They get masters at higher rates. I don't know about doctorates, uh, so, but, like, women are achieving more than men yeah, in, the fields, yeah. in the you know. academic fields.
0: And you want to know who rules the marketplace, who, purchase, who has more purchasing power? Men or women?
1: Who purchases Ooh, more? Good point. Women. Yeah.
0: They direct every ad. Soap, you know, all these other things, all this stuff yeah. is directed towards women. You
1: see fashion shows. Who's walking in the runways? Women, for the most part. And, and that's actually not to Well, there's a part of it that attracts men to the wardrobe, but it's really to try and show women what they could look like if they wear it. Mm-hmm. That's the, like, so, but the women's market, clothing ads and jewelry right. ads and all of that. So like, for the most you could part look like this.
0: Yeah. So for the most part, you see field trips, kids on field trips, who's mainly with them? <laughs> the ones that I asked, women. Yeah. Women are buy; they have the purchasing power. They dictate the market, right? Yeah. So it's like, don't tell me women don't have a voice. Are you kidding? No. They dictate the market. They're the ones dealing with a lot more again, purchasing power. I, I, dude, look, I buy coffee in the morning couple things here and there i'm I'm good rest of the day right shopping doing you know going to get errands and food and, and all this other stuff taking care of the ministry she's pretty much the one that spends and it's not bad spending right she's taking care of the needs that's exactly right, right. so the purchasing power belongs in their hands to right. say that they're not empowered dude no and people say well that's see now we're just pandering to the women that's not pandering dude it's common sense. Any marketer knows that. <laughs> who are you going to pander to? Who are you, you going to attract? The women.
1: It's, it's targeting the it's no market.
0: <laughs> it's no different than what you're trying to do wearing vagina hats. Yeah. Women, women, you're marketing the same way to women. So don't even try it, dude. Yeah. You're hypocrites. You're hypocrites. I'm sorry. And it's the truth. You're doing the same thing by marketing saying women aren't. That's why you need to join us. Same thing, Paul Molliv. That, that dish soap doesn't do it. You should join us. We do it better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so stupid. It's all the same thing. Yep. And the thing that you're trying to pull is exactly what people are trying to pull on you and you don't see it. It's the very own snare that you have around your own leg that's pulling you. See? There's nothing new under the sun. It's the same thing. Dude, I have an agenda. Jesus Christ. I do. I want all men to be set free from their sin. What's wrong with that agenda?
1: <laughs> our, our agenda is the truth of Christ and biblical truth. Bingo. I mean, if we're going to believe that this can give you the chance of of the most fulfilling life possible, right? Then we're going to put that forward. That's right. And we're going to fight for it. That's why we fight for biblical truth. That's why we fight for the most important facet is having Christ. Because without Christ, yeah, you could still follow this and you may live a good life. You may live a fulfilling life. But once you're dead, it doesn't matter. That's exactly right. Like you said, you can't take it
0: with you. You can't take it with you, man. I think, too, if most people, not just women, but men in general, if we were to look around and say, man, I'm blessed no matter what, Mm -hmm. even if you're downtrodden and all that stuff, you'd be able to build upon a blessing, not trying to build to put away the curse. You would add to your blessing blessings instead of trying to put blessings upon sorrow. I think sometimes we have all these issues because we're just not thankful. Right now, again, here's I can hear the women now, but I'm in a bad marriage. My husband beats me. I'm supposed to be thankful about that. No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying this. If you were to come to Jesus Christ, he'd tell you what to do. Let me ask you this. Men, too. Let's throw it out there. Did you fast and pray before you got married? Hmm. Were you sure that this was the person you were supposed to marry? Was it lust or love? Did you start on the wrong foundation, right? There's all these questions that, so we put it all on the Lord and say, see, if God was so loving, I wouldn't have this kind of marriage. But what did you do on the back end? Did you sow the seed? Did you, did you invest in it before you bought that property, before you married that man, before you married that woman, right? Can't put that on God. He already told us what to do. No man would throw money at a sinking ship to invest in. That's a, that's, that, that is straight foolishness. We've done that with marriage today. We've done that with women's issues today. We've done that with a lot of things today. We don't look at the big picture, right? And I think that, and and I'm saying this with with all my heart, this is the reason I had to serve. I had to serve God. That's just me. I had to serve God because in me dwelleth no good thing, the Bible says, uh, David said. In me dwelleth no good thing, man. No matter how good I was, no matter how much I did for, for all, like my, a couple of my exes, all that stuff still amounted to nothing in the eyes of God. He wanted me to go above that and be supernatural about my love. And I think we lack that supernatural love, not just love, supernatural love. Yeah. Can you go above and beyond the pale? And I think women would be more empowered, right, by obeying the Lord. And I'm just going to throw this out there. If you had less government, you could be more free because mm-hmm. the, the market would dictate. The women would be saying, hey, we need more jobs, Right. And if it was true that women were getting and we should hit this on the next one, because we're hitting gender a lot. Yeah. If it was
1: true women were paid less, why don't all companies hire women? Milton Friedman made that argument. Think about <laughs> he, it. He he said, Look, if women were really getting paid that much less, then all you would see were women being hired because companies would go, Oh, well, you know, I can either pay this guy ten dollars an hour or I can pay her eight. Eight. I'll pay her all eight. day long. All day long.
0: I mean, it makes no sense. So, like, again, my agenda, or our agenda, I should say, is the gospel. Like, it's always been the gospel, bro, Like, and, and that'll always be. My other agenda is I want to see people free, less government. I want the government to return to its rightful place, yeah. ensuring my God-given rights, making sure that they're there, and protecting me from outside, uh, outside invaders, foreign and domestic, right? Yeah. My job is that. that that's, that's my job to make sure the government can do that. Also, I want you to have a good family. I want you to get married. I want you to have a business. That's my agenda. I want you to prosper because God gave you the ability to prosper, right? I want you to go home and kiss your kids at night and thank
1: God for what you have.
0: Is that a wrong agenda?
1: (laughs) That's that's what blows me away is that people cast these negative aspersions on us. Like we want to chain women into the into the kitchen, and, and we want this adulterous, wife-beating, raping nation. No, actually, I want the opposite. Straight up, dude. I want everybody to be able to have a solid, stable home. Yep. I want kids to be raised in an environment to where they are safe and protected, and they can go out and have the best opportunities and possible. And they feel empowered. And they feel empowered. I want women to be able to make the decisions that they want to make as far as career or be with the family or whatever, I want men to be able to go out and be ambitious and to be driven and to know that they have position in life and in the world. Because men today, like, and we should have a topic one of these days, talking about the loss of direction in men. We will. I, I want all men to be able to have vision, to have ambition, to know what they're doing and why they're doing it and to be able to go out and chase those dreams, right? I want our nation to be able to be free, to have liberty, for people to be able to go out and make the choices that they want to make without worrying that they're going to have a gun to the back of their head by the government. That's right. I want them to be open to saying what they need to say without having a mob attack them and try to tear their life down purely because they said something that mob doesn't agree with.
0: That's right. And, you know... We also want to build in people who easily get offended that backbone to not to withstand being offended. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Grow some thicker skin, bro, because you're always going to get offended. You know what I mean? Here's, here's a prime example I could point out to the sky and say it's blue, and someone's going to say, no, it's aqua. There's always going to be someone <laughs> that disagrees with you, dude, and they're going to do something and they may call you an idiot. So what? It's just one person.
1: And how much more um, self confidence do you have? If somebody calls you a name, disagrees with you, uh, insults you, and you walk away from it going, eh, whatever, that's their thought. Straight up. You have so much more self-confidence and self-worth than somebody who goes, oh, my gosh, I'm so offended that that's, they called dude, me that. I can't believe dude. they told me that.
0: Straight up, straight up. And if you understood your identity in Christ, and this is, I'm just going to go on this for a minute, if you understood who you were, when a person does that to you, you wouldn't feel angry. You'd feel pity and compassion and exactly. empathy. Exactly. You'd be like, "Man, what a terrible life." That's why I remember the story. I gotta say it real quick. My brother, we we were in Texas at a restaurant, and I remember we had this waitress, and she wasn't doing great. She just she wasn't always there. She wasn't always getting our orders. I had to go mm-hmm. get her a couple times and all sort of stuff. And I paid for the meal. It was crazy expensive, but I did, and I put a very large tip on the meal. You know, yeah. hundreds of dollars, and in, in, in the meal. And uh, I remember he said to me, he goes, why are you tipping her so much, bro? She did terrible, you know? And I I looked at him and I said, have you asked her why she's doing terrible? I mean, is she on the verge of losing her home? Is she having a struggle with her kids? Has she brought it here? Because we live in the real world now. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about maybe she can't pay her bills? I mean, did, did it cross your mind? Maybe she lost her mother. You don't know. We're the only light she has right now. And if I can encourage her, write a little God bless praying for you. You did a great job anyway. Right. Maybe that might encourage her to just find that there's hope out there, that there's hope in Christ. That is my duty. Is that a wrong agenda? Is that a wrong agenda to have our kids raised to respect women? Is that a wrong agenda? No. You know, you know what it is? My agenda costs you something. It costs you you. It costs you, you, because when you come to Christ, you no longer exist. It's Christ now that liveth in me. And you know what? I'd rather live as Christ the way that every, even the world says we should emulate Jesus. I'd rather live as Jesus than me. That's what it costs you. It costs God, his son. It's going to cost you your life, but I promise you it's worth it in the end. That's the agenda here. Constitutionally, all these things, it all works together, dude. Mm -hmm. If we can bring this all to the, to the head. And we want to empower men too, but men don't be stupid. Don't be so foolish to think that you can do this on your own and women should no, no dude, that's not the way it works here. Right? And if we truly understood Christ, we would never do that to women. We would never objectify them. We would never sit there with our calendars in our freaking garages that are (laughs) naked women. That's objectification, man. Why are you doing that? Why can't you be pleased with your wife? Why? What's wrong with that? Is that a bad agenda, America? No. Right?
1: Yeah. Mike Pence, never going to dinner with a woman without his wife. And somehow that's a bad thing. Never being in a car without his wife. And he got attacked for it. It's like, how can it be a bad thing For a man to respect his wife so much that he will say, I will never even put myself in that position for things to be taken wrong. Because I respect you enough to go, you're the only woman I want to be alone with. And some people say,
0: that's weakness. That's weakness. Yep, it is. Because I will fall outside of Christ. I know me. Outside of Jesus, it'll happen. Look at David. Outside of Christ, man, you put yourself in stupid, funny positions, dude. Things happen. Things happen. If you're not guarded. Well, uh, Billy Graham never traveled with a secretary alone. No. They would take separate elevators. They would sleep in separate hotels. I mean, all that stuff. Like, people are like, that's weakness.
1: That's why Christ is strong. See, see and I I consider that strength. Yeah, because that's, I depend on Christ. That's strength. Yeah, depending on... And, and think about which takes more strength. If you're late and you need a taxi and you got to get some, somewhere quick, just... Compromising on your ruling. Okay, let's, let's just, you know, get in the car together alone and whatever, Uber. we'll be fine. We'll, we'll Uber it. Or having the, the strength and consistency to go, no, it doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter where we have to be. This is our rule and we're going to stick to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, that's a respect for a woman too. Yeah. To show what
0: kind of authority she has and we don't want to shame her. Or, you know, yeah. we don't want to be the guilty ones because let's just say a scandal happens out of something stupid. You know who gets drugged through the mud? Her too. Her too. She gets drugged through the mud. That's why this these whole proceedings and and you know all these things that are happening here recently. You know we want to say too. Um, it's it's, it's kind of heavy a heavy podcast. We didn't even get yeah. to some of the stuff we want to get to, but that's good because it's going to set us up for the next one. So you're hearing us talk a lot about gender, but it's because this is a topic that I think Scripture really holds a lot of weight to, but also common sense. And guys, if you've been touched by this podcast at all, like if this if this ministers to you. If it, if it gives you some kind of answers, some kind of joy, if it's brought you to Christ, we want to know about it. Please email us. We'll put the email at the bottom of the screen. Message us. Uh, give us new topics and ideas that you guys want to hear about because, guys, it's run by you. We just We can answer these questions. We're just coming up with them. It's like, man, that's a great topic. We should do that. Or, you know, I did a thing recently on gun control. You know, th- those kind of things. We want to talk about that scripturally. Yeah. I had a pastor ask me if our founders... Well, you know, if, if God says, you know, uh, t- uh, turn the other cheek, how come our founders use guns? Isn't that wrong? They defended themselves. They weren't on the offensive. Immediately he goes, oh, my gosh, you're right. And they <laughs> he just threw his mind for and, a loop. And it you wasn't know? martyrdom for the name of Christ. That's right. That's right. That's right. If, if someone wants to come into my house and try to rape my kid, I'm the priest in my house, dude. Yeah. You ain't touching you're, my kids. You're
1: supposed to defend the people. That's exactly list. right, dude. That is my job as a
0: minister. So, anyways, back anyways. to the point. <laughs> if you've been ministered to, please go again on our Patreon, Patreon slash self evident ministries, and support us. Uh, get on there and get monthly, and, and we'll send you some some goodies, right? Matter of fact, I just want to make the announcement now. If you guys want to sign up, we want to get you a t shirt. We got our couple yeah, t shirts. If you go online, you guys can see we'll send you a t shirt for free. Um, if you guys sign up monthly, that's great. Um, also, too, we have a website, TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. If you go online, you can see a donation tab at the top. You can also buy our DVD, cop yourself a shirt, right? Get some merch, all that <laughs> stuff. And uh, all of our stuff is on YouTube now. It'll be soon on Apple, uh, on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, uh, all that stuff. So you'll have access to all the yeah. shows. And, guys, we just want to say one thing. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for even just having an ear to it. Um, we appreciate it um, that people would even find what we say interesting. Um, And even if they don't, don't care. We're going to continue to do it because we feel God's called us to this. Amen. Right? (laughs) So, again, thank you guys so much. Have a blessed, blessed day, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Love you guys.